Psalms chapter 30, verses 1 through 12. Title of my message, In the Morning. This is a song written by David. I want to give some terminology, some vocab real quick. Shiloh or Shiloh means a place where the dead goes. So when you see that verbiage, that word, S-H-E-O-L, that means the place where the dead go. The Greek translation means Hades. To our translation means hell. That's where that comes from. The other word is the definition of joy. You can't say in scripture joy comes in the morning if you don't know what joy is. So joy itself, from a regular standpoint, is a feeling of great pressure and happiness. The verb of it is to rejoice. Now, Pastor, how am I supposed to rejoice and have happiness if I'm in a bad situation? I'm about to show you. The Bible says, a song of David, a song at the dedication of the temple. This is a song saying at the temple they were dedicated. Now, let's look at the first verse that applies. It says in here, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. The first verse in the scripture tells us how good God is. That David, being a king and a warrior, has admitted out loud, not one time have I lost a war. Kidding. Not one time did you let somebody beat me and have the right to make fun of me and celebrate the loss. Because when I needed you, you showed up and won the battle. For you to be overcomer, you must look away from it. You must look over the battle. You must know going in, you already won. And have the ability to say what David is saying is I know for a fact without a shadow of doubt, you will not let anybody beat me or talk down on me or disrespect me because you love me so much. The next thing that is said here from David in the next two verses is he says, Oh Lord my God, I cried out to you for help and you have healed me. Then he says, Oh Lord, you have brought up my soul from Shiloh and you restored me to life from among those who've gone down the pit. The second thing that David says, which is very interesting, is he tells us out loud in a song that only God alone can heal somebody. Uh-huh. Now I get excited. <laughs> what he's saying out loud in song in the temple is that whatever you're going through dealing with your body or elements, that sooner or later God, the true healer, will show up and fix it. Yeah. You just have to wait on the time. But while you wait on time, you got to give praise for it happening now. You have to praise through the difficult times to get your joy. And the only way I can do it is to understand the true love of God is that you are the only true healer. No man, no woman, no child can heal me. And if you want to go ahead and do it now, I'm all excited. But guess what? If not, I'll wait until the morning. The morning itself is very profound. Because if you recall, we don't go back in time. That means you have to go through 24 hours, but you can never go back. That means since I don't have to go back, that means I have something to look forward to because notice is coming. Even though we have Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I love the fact he says the morning because that means no matter which morning it is, he's still going to show up. Know right now in your struggle, in your battle, in your difficulty, all you got to do is last to the morning. I love the fact that during the day or the night, we get kind of terrified and upset, but we don't see the light. 
But it's amazing when you go out when the sun starts to rise and you see the newness in the day. You begin to get excited because you realize I got a second chance. Y'all sitting here in the pulpit, you should be grateful you woke up this morning. You got to see the morning. You got to give praise even when you don't like it. I think about Paul and Silas, and I talk so many times, being in prison and still giving grace. How do you find rejoice, meaning joy, in the fact that your head cut by your feet and your legs sitting on a clay ground? How do you find joy when people are beating you and whipping you? How do you find joy? I find joy in the comfort of my Savior. I find joy as I know. Once this night is over and that sun come up, I got something for you. Because joy is on the way. All you got to do is hold on to the moment. Amen. Amen. David also speaks about in this verse something very deep. David admits that many times he was almost close to death. That's what that verse is saying. That David being the great king and warrior in battle, many times almost lost his life. So in this verse, he finds the joy by saying to God, even in the face of death. You rose me up. Yeah. Even with that gun in my face, yeah. even with that car hitting me, yeah. even when that person broke into my house, you yeah. still yeah. kept me. Yeah. Even when people spoke bad about me, even when they tried to fire me, you still took care of me. Yeah. Even in the face of the enemy, yeah. you showed up on top and stopped everything just because yeah. you wanted me to see the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. We have to start having hope and faith on a whole other scale. Amen. We have to start believing and receiving and understanding. No matter how bad it looks, God has the final say so. I think about scripture with the innkeeper. When he was sitting there witnessing the miracle of Christ, which was the woman with the issue of blood. And if you read context, one minute there's a miracle and the next minute is death. No. Help the Bible says that he was sitting there witnessing the miracle of the woman who had the issue of blood for years. She was celebrating because she pushed through. What I say? Pushed through to Jesus. Yeah. Grabbed him and he said, who touched me? Who took some of me? Who got healed? And she begins to rejoice because she was having issues for years. But in that quick breath, as they're celebrating her being healed, a man runs up and says, Innkeeper, I want you to know your daughter just died. Jesus. What? Yeah, it's great you saw this miracle. Catch where I'm coming from. Great you in the house of the Lord. Great you've been praying. But now somebody died in your family. It shakes you. Your friend died. Watch you. Because you just witnessed the awesome miracle of God. You witnessed what he can do, and now it's happened to somebody you know. It hits differently because you're attached. God tells the man, as the man is upset, he says, let me tell you something. This is Mark's translation. Scripture says he asked him, who do you believe, him or God? Catch what I'm saying. In the midst of understanding your child is gone, she's no longer with us. Just like Lazarus, she has died for so many hours. Logically, she did. And Jesus looks to you and said, who do you want to believe, that man or me? The angel said, I believe you, Lord. Let's go to the house and see what happens. Mm -hmm. See, he still had to have joy 
even in the face of death, to understand his child will be risen. And to do that, I have to see the Messiah for myself and block everybody else out. Right now, Jesus is standing before me telling me I'm going to make it. Now, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And I don't care how I'm going to make it. Because I'm going to make it with him. The Bible says that immediately when the angel went in, that Jesus sat there and began to speak in the Greek, in the words of Hebrew. And the girl rose up. And she was alive. Now, your daughter died. She is now risen. He celebrated everybody quiet. And I try to prove this point. When she died, everybody was running their mouth. Catch it. When she died, she gonna give up crying. But when Jesus got on the scene and raised her, nobody said nothing. Jesus. All kinds of things were shocking all. No, no, what it was, they realized the power of God. And they realized they didn't know how to rejoice because they didn't go through it. But since the Father knew what happened, and seen that thing right, and walked out that door, he didn't care who was around, he didn't care what they said, he didn't get moving and shouting because he told God, I trust you and nobody else. In your difficult moment right now, I don't care what the doctors say, I don't care what your friends say, I don't care what your boss say, I'm telling you, just wait to the Lord. Because your joy is about to show up. And when you get that joy of God, you can never feel it. Nobody can take it. Nobody can replace it. He gave it to you. And I'm trying to tell you, when that joy shows up, begin to shout to your love. I don't care if you can it. I don't care if you understand it. They don't know what the is. Guess what? Who can look at me shouting? Amen. Somebody asked me, why do you make your kids all those names? All six of them <laughs> Pastor explained that. I said, I know what God was doing. See, the first one named Joy. Show you how God is. But you gotta celebrate. I didn't realize till she turned 14 that for 14 years straight I was calling on joy. He said, call her joy. So when you forget what joy is, you shout it out knowing. So for 14 years, said, Joy, you better get up in here. So you better come on. And that, that, oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking about his joy now. Because he reminded me from you. The other daughter named Hope, yes, I need. So I realized again after 12 years, for 12 years I was screaming, Hope, Hope, get in here. Hope, go ahead and do it. Hope, where you at? Hope, what's going on? God knew the plan even though I was done. You better name your kids some of these Holy Ghost words, because you're going to need it in Some happen, 
And they've been put here to make you miserable. And every time you show them your joy and let them take it, they made the decision they wanted. This is what I'm telling you, get your joy back. See, when I have joy, I don't need folks around me. When I have joy, all I need is my savior. Now, I'm not being rude or negative. I'm just saying that when joy is with me, you can't stop what's going to happen. Because whether what you think or what you feel ain't got nothing to do with God. Because me and him are on the same page. I understand wisdom. I understand knowledge. And lean on friends. But like I just told you, when I have a situation you know nothing about, and you keep making fun of me and talking about me, you're trying to take my joy. Because what I know is that I'm going to succeed in the Lord. And you're trying to We tried tutors, we tried speech people, they could not help my son. 
He couldn't say bus. He couldn't say giraffe. He couldn't say nothing. He just said, mm. Master Young, mm. They said, sir, we're going to be honest with you. He, he's on the statue. And it's going to be a while for me to speak. And I sat down and I went to a friend. I said, man, it's crazy. My son has special needs. It's different, man, because he's not a house special needs kid. This is different. It hit different. Well, I mean, you're special too. And I sat down on the home and I began to cry. I began to cry because I said, Lord, I feel something. Had you something wrong with me? That's why he's like that. And I went to church as an associate pastor, trying my best to smile at people. But I was hurt. Because I was trying to figure out how come God, you're so amazing, but you ain't changed your speech yet. See, that's what we don't talk about. I'm being real for a moment. How come you this amazing God I've been serving? I've seen the miracle signs and what is happening, but right now it ain't happening for me. It's not happening. They said, Mark, joy comes in the morning. Well, I said a couple mornings, I ain't seen no joy yet. Just being honest. That's why I say in the morning, because you don't know which one's going to come. You got to keep going to that morning. Right. Yeah. You can't stop that. Keep rotating to the morning. That's why it's multiple mornings. Just persevere to that day. Didn't know that day. That's why I'm preaching tonight. So as I'm sitting here going through, I went to church. And I had a moment where we helped this couple pray for them. And they accepted Christ. Right? This man's getting baptized. And I was angry. Because their son had an issue. And I saw him. Now you had me pray with them and they got it. My son still ain't got it. Come on, man, this ain't right. This ain't fair enough. I understand my perseverance is going to the morning, but it's been a while now. And I feel like I'm failing. And he told me in that moment, he said, Good, I want you to tell me the truth, you back. And I was standing at the altar, and in my head, I'm talking to God in my mouth. I said, I'm so mad at you. Because you failed me. You left me. You could have made me stupid. You could have made me weak. You could have made me anything you wanted, but you made me this brilliant guy. I'm grateful. Now my son had a speech problem, and you can't fix that? My wife thinks it's hard. I have all these issues and drama. Come on, Lord, what's going on? He said, yeah, keep telling me. Because I'm so mad at you, because I love you, and all you're going to do is tell me it comes down more. He said, keep on talking to me. I said, I'm telling you, I love you so much, and this is what you did. And I began to cry. I fell on my knees. And in that moment, he said, because you waited to the moment, See, people forget, morning starts at 12 a.m. and uh -huh. ends at 12 p.m. Right. That's a whole bunch of morning going on. At 10 a.m., my morning came. While I was on my knees, the Holy Spirit said, go get your son and witness what I'm about to do. And I got on my knees and I looked, and in the door, my son stood there, pointing at me, holding his head, reaching. They said, for some reason in class, he was going crazy. So he said, da, 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 so we just brought him over here. Not knowing God was speaking to me and God was speaking to him in the same moment. And one of the so we can get to the Lord. My son came down and died. And I held him on his hand, I pulled oil on him, and I, I embraced my son. My pastor said, Mark, what's wrong? I said, It's time. It's time. The morning came and I see it. I persevered and I thank God for letting me be upset. I thank God for him because through that telling the truth, he about to flips. And we sat there and we prayed. And they put all on my son. And made my wife cry. And all of a sudden, that was it. 
There was no praise. There was no rejoicing. That was it. And I had this strange feeling in my heart. I stopped crying because I rejoiced again. And I stopped thanking. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, Lord, I thank you and I love you. Even if you didn't do it, now you want to do it soon. Jesus is at the throne telling him, listen, just one more. 
One more chance, one more time to go through. I know he hasn't accepted him yet, or she hasn't accepted you yet, but just give him one more. One more, one more time for me because I died on the cross. Joy comes from knowing that somebody that didn't know you years ago died for you just to be here. That's true joy. Amen. To know that his death opened up when you wasn't going to hell but going up to heaven based off a decision you have to make. To let you know as he told the disciples, Lord, how many times shall I forgive somebody? Because forgiveness is great. What is it? 70 times 7, by the way, and more. Love that definition because he said 149 times. And once you've done that, give us more. When God hits the limit of forgiveness with you, because you didn't get on his nerves, he resets the clock just like the morning yeah. and gives you more. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to teach today. Just get to the morning with a clock resets. Yeah. All right now. I know you're depressed. Ooh. I know you're going through. I know you feel like you're by yourself. And I'm saying this in regard to the phone calls I got. And if that ain't you, bless you. Go find somebody that's going through and tell us all right. Wow. Because at the end of the day, people are going through. Yes. And if we were to tell them, if you just wait for God to reset the clock. <laughs> if you just wait for him, because he can stop time. Uh -huh. He can go back in time. He can be in the past, present, and future all at the same time. Hey, all the I'm about to do a little waiting. Can you really imagine understanding that when you were born, the moment you came out of the womb, he saw you at 30? In the same time. He was dealing with you as a newborn and dealing with you at 30 and then beyond. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. That's amazing. amazing. He truly knows you. Yeah. Could you imagine? When you did something wrong, it probably got arrested. And in that moment, you being arrested, he saw you get married and be saved the next, all at the same time. Got arrested, that's it. If we just hold on to the morning, he's gonna get up. He's gonna get down. We just more grace and mercy, they're gonna get down. That's what you gotta start thinking. Stop thinking about everybody else. Think about God wanting you to make it and be something greater than anybody else. He created you. He molded you. He keeps you. We were singing a song that never would have made it. Yes, Lord. Without you, I would have lost it all. And now I see that you were dead. Yes. And now I can say, never would have made it. You know how you get joy as I continue? You got to say out loud, you never would have made it without me. That's right. That's how joy shows up. Amen. Let me stop being quiet and just say, if it wasn't for you, in your hand on my life, I wouldn't be here. That's where joy comes from, for the gratitude to know that he was the one that kept you in your family. That even in sickness, he's still keeping And even in no bad decisions, he's protecting I was telling a young man recently, he was talking to me on the phone about somebody that said, it reminded me of Jacob. Jacob being a trickster for so long, he got tricked once and after that, his brother said, we're going to kill you. You stole something that was mine, the birthright. I got a whole army looking for you. And when I find you, you'll get it. And now all these years of him being a trickster and tricking people and lying and being so conniving in a sense, now he's scared. Because he realized you can't run no more. He realized you can't trick no more. He realized his time was up. And what did he do? Change my name. Change my name. 
I don't want to die, and I realize the reason why they ain't caught up to me because of you. Change my name. He fights to have his change name. He perseveres to have his change name. His name is changed, and the brothers that are killing him loves him. But you got to understand the scripture for everything that happens, you have to get to a certain point. That point is the mark in your life where God changes things. And you have to make sure to get that testimony and let it be known that you kept me here, so why would you keep me here? Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I should never be moved. By your favor, O oh Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your, uh, you made my mountain stand strong, and you hid your face. I was dismayed. This is David talking about pride. David said that at a certain point he was such a great king, he became prideful, so I was finishing the doing, and he's saying out loud, Now that I know, and now that I'm at this place, I know for the fact the only reason why I'm king didn't take everything I had because of you. It was never me. It wasn't how big my army was. It wasn't me how loud I was screaming. It's because you was behind them the whole time. How do you get joy? It in your mistakes. Say it out loud that even what I had, when I thought it was me driving it, it was never me. It was you behind it. Amen. You were the shadow over me that was covering and making people say yes and putting me through. It wasn't myself. And because I know that now, and I know that if I do something too crazy, you will get away from me. I want you so bad. Please don't leave me. Scripture tells you if you get to a place where you think you're out of line, he will hide from you. I want you to catch what I'm saying. When we have full access to the Holy Ghost, and then the next one you wake up and there is no Holy Ghost, say he took it and put it somewhere else that you can't find. He's all knowing, he's everywhere. But he says, I purposely move my face from you because how you act. And now you can't have any type. Of encounter with me. We don't want to lose that. You want to keep your favor, your grace, and your mercy. You don't want to get to a point where you're so at a point of saying all these things that you wake up one morning, you don't hear his voice no more. Right, right. You don't put a discernment no more. You have a problem that's in the scripture. Because he says in scripture, if you get to that point, I'll back up. Listen, this is the scary thing God told me. I said, Lord, I'm so grateful all this opportunity is coming, right? He says, easy because I'm the driver. Catch this. The Lord said, I'm driving the vehicle, you just the passenger. Because I've been everywhere in every route. I know who to go to. Thank you, Lord. But see, here's the problem. You become the passenger, you don't know the people. And you just drive around in the loop. Oh, why don't you just sit in the back seat and let me ride? It's all right. Because I'm going to be sent to destination and I'm going to connect with the right people. Because when they see me in the car with you and I'm driving, I've got to connect with that person. But when you're in the driver's seat, they don't have to do it. God is trying to teach us. Let him be God. Yeah. And you just be a son. Mm -hmm. Verse 8. To you, O Lord, I cry. And to the Lord, I plead for mercy. This is what profit is there in my death? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Hmm. Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me, O Lord. Be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. I want you to highlight that verse. 
When God gets you to the next morning and joy shows up, you better be dancing. Amen. Says he turned me into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth and clothed me in gladness. So not only did joy show up, but gladness came with it. Yeah. It says that my glory may sing your praises and not be silent. Oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Yeah, I love what he breaks down about the dust. Do you know there's a scripture written in the Bible? I'm going to share with everybody when I get it. I don't have it right now. But I read it before and it was deep. There's a scripture that says God is so good and so powerful that if you decided not to give him praise, he said, a rock will praise him out of the I want you to, for a moment, hear what I'm saying. You are outside, and you can't praise him. And all of a sudden, you by yourself, and you hear multiple people praise But you by yourself, and you see the ground shake. And you see rocks jump. You see objects without anatomy or a mouth screaming out his name. Because he's that good. That the animals scream out. That the world itself, nature itself, is praising him. I'm trying to tell you this morning don't let a rock out praise you. That's right. God says, I'm so good and so magnificent. Things that don't have life begin to sing my name just because I'm that good. But I equip you with something too crazy, but you won't do it. Use the tool you got. That's how you overcome. You overcome and defeat the enemy when you can praise and have joy in the midst where there's love. When you find it through your testimony, what you've been through helps you to push you through. Now the atmosphere changes because you begin to praise, give joy, and now guess who shows up on the scene? God. Yes. So in the place that was deserted, now he is here with you. There is no more desertion. He's with you and he helps. I know it's rough. I know it's difficult. I wake up and hear so many stories now about kids getting sick, people at a job getting sick, people dying. I hear so much death right now that I have to go in my closet and be like, Hallelujah. God, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. I worship you. I love you. Keep me. Cover me. Be with me. And even if you go, and if it's my time to go, I'm grateful that you chose me. Yes. Even if I wake up and it's my last day, I'm grateful to be able to serve you for these years. I'm grateful for you take care of my wife and my kids. You see how my praise is going? Because at the end of the day, what David said, it was you all along. You are my joy in the morning. You are my gladness. You are everything to me. As I close this morning, 